The views and opinions discussed on Exposure are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff of Impact 89FM. WDBM East Lansing. Hello and welcome to Exposure on Impact 89FM, the show where we talk to members of organizations at Michigan State University as well as nonprofit organizations in the East Lansing area. And now, this week's Exposure. Hello and welcome to Exposure. You are listening to Season 13 and we're your hosts, Megan Samp and Tessa Kresh. Today we will be interviewing a few members of the Michigan State University Dance Marathon. MSUDM is a student-run nonprofit organization that raises both support and awareness for the Sparrow Children's Center. Throughout the year, members of the organization host events for fundraising. One of the most famous is their Spartiathon, Dance Marathon. That's right. Hundreds of students step into the shoes of the kids by standing on their feet in a marathon filled with dancing, entertainment, and fun. Could you guys introduce yourselves? Absolutely. So hi, my name's Maddie Flurry. I am a senior here at Michigan State majoring in human development and family studies with a minor in sales leadership. Um, I'm actually the president this year of Spartithon, so it's an organization I've been a part of since I was a freshman, and it's just a really, really great thing to do in my undergraduate experience. Hi, I'm Emma Brown. I'm also a senior here at Michigan State University, um, and I am doing also human development and family studies, and I am the event operations chair for Spartithon. Hi, I'm Olivia Householder. I'm a junior here at MSU, and I am an elementary education major, and I am our recruitment chair for Spartithon. Hi, guys. My name is Campbell Berg. I'm a sophomore here at MSU studying journalism and sports journalism, and I was the partnerships chair this year for, uh, for MSU's Dance Marathon. Awesome. So can you guys give us a little explanation about like what MSUDM is exactly? Yeah, absolutely. So like you said earlier, the premise of the organization is really just to step into the shoes of the kids. We're based out of Children's Miracle Network. So that's a national organization. Pretty much every university across the country has their own dance marathon branded towards their school. So for us, it's Spartithon. I believe we started, gosh, it was over a decade ago, and we've been obviously just growing year after year, still working on really promoting our cause so that we can get more people in the community involved. But it's really just been a great way to represent our local Children's Miracle Network Hospital, which is currently Sparrow, um, and really just raise awareness for such an amazing cause by doing a 10-hour marathon. And we, we typically raise you know, dozens and dozens of thousands of dollars. And this year we actually raised more than we ever have before in history for Spartathon. So we're really excited about that. That's amazing. How did you guys personally get involved? So I actually got involved because uh, my older sister, who's now graduated from Michigan State, um, she was on Spartathon and she actually introduced Maddie and I to it. And so we started off as just dancers. um, So just showing up on the day of the event to participate um, and then as we continued on, we just kept growing like, and wanting to do more within the organization. Um, but yeah, we've been a part of it since freshman year, so it's been amazing. I um, actually grew up in Pennsylvania, and Penn State's is like huge. And I went to high school, and we had our own little marathon. And so I just grew up like really wanting to participate in it. I got a follow from the MSU Dance Marathons page <laughs> when I, uh, the summer going into my freshman year. So I was like, oh, this is so interesting because I knew about Penn State. My high school had nothing like this. We were a brand new high school. So I've always wanted to like join something that's so much like bigger than I am. 
and to like give back to my community. I started off in the public relations committee and I absolutely fell in love with it. Would you guys consider yourself dancers at all? No. 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 If you look back on some of the event photos of Maddie and I, oh no, they're rough. We were just actually looking at the photos from the event a few days ago and just in pain looking at how terrible we are dancing. But that's not the point. You know, of course, the point is to bring people together to support a good cause. The dancing is just really what keeps us alive and on our feet in that 10 hour period. I feel like if we didn't dance or engage the crowd, you know, no one would want to stick around and keep fundraising with us. So that just kind of makes it more exciting. And the whole premise is to do something besides you know running a typical marathon in this case we dance and stand on our feet so that we can really support the kids at Sparrow that seems like more fun anyway Mm -hmm. oh yeah is there a misconception where people think you guys are dancers yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we've definitely struggled with that and I know a few people in the past have said hey you know I I didn't really want to do this my first couple years of undergrad because I thought you had to be a good dancer and so I think the branding of dance marathon can certainly be a little bit misleading, which is why in recent years we've really tried to emphasize that it's Spartithon and it's for Children's Miracle Network and that it's more of a, an event that has all sorts of different activities, you know, beyond just dancing. But I think as soon as people hear about it and they mm-hmm. really see what we do, they're like, oh, wow, okay, this is a lot more than than what it is made out to be. Is the point of a dance marathon to stay on your feet the whole time or is it just to have fun? Yes. So the point is to stay on your feet and you know, stand for the kids who can't, you know, who are stuck in the hospital and who are fighting for their lives. So yeah, the point, I mean, obviously we allow breaks and stuff like that, but the point is to be on your feet as much as you can to support. How long is it? 10 hours. Whoa. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. What time do you start? You technically oh 10 a.m. to yeah. 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. this year. And we, we set up the night before. So we deck out the gym, we get games ready and food and all that good stuff. And we typically spend about four or five hours the night before getting ready. And then we all get there super early the next morning. So around seven, eight mm-hmm. to finish our setup. And then everybody starts coming in around nine, 10 a.m. We have breakfast and then we get the day rolling with some speeches. And then we always have performances. We have have all sorts of other entertainment beyond just the dancing and people love it we had a lot of great feedback this year so yeah, I feel and like with, with how much that we have planned no one I don't even think thinks about wanting to sit down it's always just yeah. like activity after activity so yeah, I want to hear more about this year like how was it what did you guys do <laughs> what were the activities so we had a ton of also we had a ton of performers this year I feel like we had way more than we did last year Sparty came Aww. the marching mm-hmm. band came and MSU Palms came and a few other clubs here at MSU we also have like basketball tournaments and water pong tournaments <laughs> and also like tug of war and the rope actually broke this yeah. year. <laughs> the rope literally wow. broke in half. It was <laughs> people were too passionate. It ripped right down the middle. <laughs> so we need a new one for next year. <laughs> um, we also had Zeke the Wonder Dog mm-hmm. come and a couple oh, of his really? buddies this year. So yeah. people absolutely loved that. He was running around the gym catching frisbees, and that was a really big attraction because it's pretty hard to get him to come to things at MSU. He's a hot commodity mm-hmm. around he here. Sure so is. we were pretty mm-hmm. proud when he finally yeah. <laughs> answered our call the week before and we got him to come. So we were very excited because I think the performers is another big thing that really brings people in. Like people want to take pictures of Sparty and they want to see Zeke. And we have Zumba lady who comes every year, Stephanie, and she's awesome. And people, people really like to take her classes. So just a lot of really cool attractions that we think bring people in and make them really want to fundraise. 
So besides Spartathon, is there anything else that occurs throughout the year for Dance Marathon? Yeah, so all throughout the year, we have different fundraisers really preparing for our big day in February. Um, For example, we start off the year with our Spartacipation. So we have our initial recruitment event where we try and bring people into the organization, both on our committee or just in general to sign up for the event as dancers. And then we also just do little fundraisers all throughout the year. So we had a Chipotle fundraiser and a Blaze Pizza fundraiser fundraiser and we we go to different community organizations like that to try to bring in the money so that we can not only pay to put on the event but of course continue adding to our funding that will go directly to Sparrow. One of the things that I love that uh, we do I didn't get to go to this year but it was correct me wrong it was trunk or treat yeah Um, Mm -hmm. so back in October um, Maddie has set up you know like all the kids coming and dressing up for Halloween and um, doing basically like trick-or-treating out of like people's trunks which is really cute too so just getting the kids excited for the event too. Yeah, and we we did a cookie decorating with some of the Sparrow kids as well. So it's it's tough because, of course, a lot of these kids are either spending a ton of time in the hospital or obviously staying at home to safely recover, especially since the pandemic. So it's rare that we really get to meet them in person before the big day, but getting to do things like that where they come and, and for the trunk or treat, they dressed mm-hmm. in their costumes and got to run around and interact with each other. And we really got to meet them and kind of remember why we're working so hard for this big day to raise money is really what makes it so impactful and meaningful to us. Awesome. So is this like a week by week club? Like if I were to join tomorrow, what would my week look like? Do you have a meeting a week or? Yeah. So we do. We have weekly meetings um, in the beginning of the school year. So in the fall semester, it's biweekly um, on Tuesdays. So that's really when we just kind of start our initial planning phase. We delegate who's going to do what on our e-board and on our committee. Um, but if you're interested in joining, we do typically meet Tuesdays. Once Spartathon happens, we typically take a little break. So the weeks leading up to spring break and the, usually the couple weeks afterwards, we kind of just take a, a take a pause because we're obviously so busy leading right up to the event that we we give ourselves a little break and then towards April and May we start planning for next year you know sending out our thank yous to our sponsors and our donors the people who came to participate so we run back into full swing around the end of our our school year in the spring and what goes into planning a major event like this like what's the behind the scenes work um, well, I mean, it's a lot. It definitely, it's a team effort for sure. Um, so I was event operations chair. So um, I was in charge of, you know, helping to create the timeline of the actual event, um, helping to get the performers to agree to come, um, figuring out time slots. Maddie definitely helped me a lot with this because um, she was the event operations chair last year. So, um, but yeah, it's a, it's a whole team effort. Like from when the meetings start, it's like, we want this event to be perfect. We want it to be even better than the year before. Um, and I think we definitely like went beyond our expectations this year. Um, I think just seeing everyone come together this year, especially after everything that's happened, it was just amazing. Um, you know, the the gym itself was so colorful. We were all so colorful with our tie-dye mm-hmm. shirts. Um, the theme was grooving with our Miracle Kids. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was, it's, it's a team effort. One thing that took like a lot of work on my uh, with my position that Maddie also really, really helped me with was um, I like I made like the orders of the food for the whole event. Um, we had around how, m- how many people this year? This year we had 200 to 300 people cycling in and out throughout the day. About 200 people actually signed up for the event. So we had to be able to feed a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. So we were working really hard to get enough food um, for everyone. We started off with like 
making like orders of food of like 150 and then maddie kept texting she's like more people are setting up we need to like we we need to ask for like 200 now like 250 and i'm like this is so crazy but i know and it's hard because we want to get everything donated if possible we don't want to be spending more money than we have and of course we want to be able to save every penny that we're getting for the kids so i yeah i was really on campbell hey you gotta ask for more or we gotta just go somewhere else if they can't give us more because we don't want to have to pay and so we were so grateful to all of our community sponsors who were able to just either give us if not you know food just monetary support or even just the support of offering us you know coupons or or anything like that just to help make the event easier and to be able to feed our people. I mean, we have 10 hours. People are going to be tired. We have to have Red Bull and water and three meals and snacks throughout the day. So we really, really lucked out with having a lot of great local businesses. Um, specifically, we had Panchero's for lunch. Sam's Club did our breakfast. We had Eastside Fish Fry for dinner. Um, and a lot of just other local vendors came in and out. Um, we had, what was that tea? Um, the Edge. The yeah. Edge. Celsius. Ooh. Auntie Anne's was came. loading us up on pretzels throughout yeah. the day. Yeah, so was- they were all so kind to us. Us. They donated food and, and drinks for us so that we could keep our day going, you know, without a hitch. And it was really awesome. And people, that's another big attraction, too. People really love coming mm-hmm. and seeing what we're going to serve that year. And so, yeah. <laughs> it really seems like an amazing event. And you said that the people that you're directly helping are attending? Yeah. So a lot of times we do have the kids who were directly affecting come to our event, depending, of course, on their current condition. This year's Miracle Kid, for example, Ryan was able to come. Um, If you check out our social media, you'll see him all over our Instagram. He came up and did a little speech on stage with his family. (laughs) We had last year's Miracle Kid, Brooke, come as well with her family, and they came and spoke. They love just doing little activities with us. Brooke liked to tell some jokes up on stage, (laughs) so she told a couple funny punchlines. We had our miracle kid from a couple years ago Brendan come with his family and then honestly a lot of a lot of kids that we hadn't even met yet from Sparrow showed up as well just to kind of see what we're all about and so it's so cool to get to hang out with them that's why we really want to make the day fun too with Mm -hmm. extra games and we do dodgeball and just little things like that that we think might engage the kids more so that everybody you know of all age groups are, are having fun. What's a miracle kid? So a miracle kid is a sparrow kid, or I guess in in a broad sense, any kid related to Children's Miracle Network who's benefiting from this funding. So every year we choose one miracle kid at one specific Children's Miracle Network hospital who will kind of be like our guest of honor at our event. So this year it was Ryan. Um, He shared his story with us. We had a video play about him and kind of what he went through and why he was originally benefiting from Sparrow's care in the first place. But he was our miracle kid this year. And then next year, as the event kind of gets rolling towards the fall semester, we start to pick our miracle kid for that event. So for 2024. Um, And that's just a really cool way to kind of get people excited and to really listen to specific stories and see again who are going to be benefiting with our fundraising. That probably feels incredibly impactful. Oh, yeah. And it's definitely impactful for the families as well. I mean, seeing... um, Ryan's like parents speak about it too it's it's not just impacting like the the kid it's impacting like the whole entire family and like they're never going to forget the experience that that we give to them every year so and that's why they keep coming back too because it's just it's amazing every single year and even like siblings and like friends of the family will come like last year when Brooke was our miracle kid like for our trunk retreat she had like all of her friends come and her cousins (laughs) came they all just love to see what we do for them so if you're not a member can you still come to this Spartathon mm-hmm. and sign up? 
Yeah, you can. So this year we did, if you weren't registered for the event, you can still, of course, come. We want to invite everyone in the community to participate and be a part of the cool things we're doing. So we just had a little sign-in at the door. You know, you sign in, you pay $10, which will go towards the kids, and you can still come in and play the games, you know, do the activities, do the dancing, do the Zumba, all that good stuff. So that's really what we were promoting in the weeks leading up to the event is that everyone was welcome, especially with what happened on, on campus a few weeks ago. We really wanted to do something to bring people together, especially to support Sparrow, and just to kind of bring some light to to the community and have something nice to look forward to. Are there any specific memories that you guys have of talking to a kid that you're impacting? It's just like, I think it's just seeing them, like, just taking everything in themselves. Um, I was backstage with uh, Brooke this year, and she was just standing back there like all giddy like so excited to go tell her jokes um and she just you can tell that she just like loves coming um I played some dodgeball with her and I mean that was I have some pictures on my phone of it it's so cute but yeah mm-hmm. just seeing seeing their little eyes like look around and see everything is just it's it's amazing I think it's also crazy when we hear like the stories and a lot of the families also have videos And to see, like, how they were when they were younger versus, like, how they are now, it's, like, crazy to see how much they've changed. Yeah. Like, this year, our Miracle Kid, he brought the diapers that he wore (laughs) when he was first born. And they were, like, the really, really small preemie diapers. And they were saying that they had to fold them to Mm -hmm. have them fit on him. And then he was, like, throwing them into the crowd. He was, like, taking big (laughs) handfuls and, like, tossing them. It was was so cute. It was just a fun little way to kind of show people, like, this is the size of the child that you're potentially supporting. This is what our efforts are going towards. I mean, Mm -hmm. we were kind of just learning about where the funds are allocated once they actually go towards Sparrow. And, of course, one of them is preemie diapers. And so Ryan throwing them into the crowd kind of got us to really obviously get perspective on what we're doing, but also kind of just to get a excited about what we're doing and really see, you know, see firsthand what that looks like. So that was just kind of a fun little activity Mm -hmm. to get people to (laughs) really kind of get the cause. So that was a cute thing. And he was so excited about it, too. He just wanted to engage the crowd. And I think he loved feeling like a celebrity up on stage. So that was pretty funny. So Mm -hmm. even though it's 10 hours and you're on your feet for all 10 hours, you're still having activities and things to do. So did it go by fast for you guys? Yes. Yes. (laughs) I mean, the night before you walk in, because we we do our event at IM Circle on campus. So it's at a gym, very typical, you know, tape on the floor, basketball hoops on the (laughs) ceiling, bleachers. So you walk in and you see this empty room that looks like a gym and smells like a gym and you have to completely just <laughs> revamp the whole thing decorate it we have a did full stage crew oh, we yeah. did <laughs> yeah so that's what we do and then we have a full stage crew too so Matt Weber um, and his crew come every year from MCW Designs and they just completely transform the gym into this giant stage they do lighting for us they have confetti cannons and they just do an incredible job every year of putting it on for us and just making the gym look completely different but you know, you walk in and you completely transform what you have originally seen into just this awesome space. And by the time we're done with all that, you know, it's time to start the event. And it does really fly by fast because so much preparation goes into it. You kind of expect it to feel Mm -hmm. like 
10 hours, but it really goes by so quickly because we truly all do have so much Mm -hmm. fun. Even if we're stressed and trying to make sure everything goes smoothly, we're getting to dance, we're getting to hang out with the kids, hang out with each other, really see all the work that we did all year pay off. I think even at like 11 o'clock p.m. when we were still in the gym undoing everything, I was like, (laughs) how did that all just happen like it was so <laughs> weird I was like I, mean, I, I was like I think I was sitting on the gym floor and I was like oh my gosh <laughs> yeah you can't feel your feet at the end of yeah, the day either no. we all got bad blisters <laughs> it feels so short and then like when we're backstage getting ready to do the big number flip at the mm-hmm. end of the day it's just like you don't even realize how <laughs> fast it goes by because like I do photography during the event so I was going to get like a different camera lens and then they were like you can't go in there. They're doing the like they're writing the numbers out right now. Like <laughs> you can't do that. You can't do that. And then I was like running back to the back of the stage because like we had to go meet up, and they were like all handing out the numbers, like checking to see if we had the right number. <laughs> and I was just like, Yeah, it's is this cool. real? Because <laughs> yeah, what's felt... the number flip? <laughs> so, so yeah, oh, go ahead, Campbell. Okay, so at the end of the event, all the uh, eboard members get back uh, get on stage, and we all have like cards, like big uh, cards. And we get in a row and then we all like flip the numbers up to show the uh, crowd how much we raised during the day in the year. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. so yeah, all year, every, every penny we make, each fundraiser, each Olympic event, we did like a little water Olympics this actually a couple times this year to raise extra money, just random little things to engage our friends and our community. So all of that money and then, of course, all the money that we make in that 10 hours at Spartathon gets tallied up by our alumni. And we actually had a member of Children's Miracle Network come this year, Taylor, um, and help us with our finances, too. So they all go off in a room in secret. None of us on eBoard are allowed to see. They look at our donor drive account, which is where we bring in the money online. Um, They tally up what we have there, all of the cash from the raffle that we offer, all of the other different games. And then they give us a grand total. They write it up on individual white poster boards. And then they hand each of us our own little card, like Campbell said. And then we go up on stage. At this point, we haven't seen any of it. And we put the cards kind of up against our our legs. (laughs) And then when they tell us to go, we each flip our numbers. And then it reveals the grand total in in a row. So it's so fun. And we it, always cry. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it, we're all did. like, we're all so pumped up because right before the number flip, we have a huge rave. So we shut the gym lights off. <laughs> That's right. We handed everyone glow sticks and like the big glow stick, like I'm like, sure the kids sticks. love. Oh, yeah. yeah and we just did. go crazy for like 10 minutes and then we flip the numbers and then, yeah, it's it's insane. Like, it's actually like it's a it's a rave. Like it's insane. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite dance move to help you stay on your feet? <laughs> oh, man. I I mean, the typical disco moves. We were groovy mm-hmm. themed this year, so okay. all of our dances kind of incorporated that theme. I'm honestly like I want to try and describe this move, but like I, I can't even describe it. Like <laughs> no, Harper did such us. a good job explaining it. But yeah, all like the groovy moves were definitely the best and like the easiest. So I would go with those. <laughs> yeah, we had like a line dance. So every like couple hours, maybe Harper and the rest of the group would come up and they'd teach a part of the dance Ooh. so it was like and then at the end of the event every like you did the whole dance mm-hmm. throughout and I think it was like eight this, minutes long it was like eight minutes long 
Yeah, cool. so that's that's like the typical tradition is we have a morale team, we call it, which Harper is our head of that team, goes up on stage and she teaches us the breakdown of this long dance. And it seems crazy. She tells us at the beginning, all right, so you're all going to learn that now. Are you ready? And everyone's <laughs> like, what? <laughs> so long. But we end up doing it. She breaks it down throughout the day. That's kind of how we break up the day in between games and performances. Mm-hmm. And it sounds so silly, but once you're doing it, it is seriously one of the most fun things mm-hmm. ever. Like everybody loves it. There are very few people in the room who aren't dancing and taking part in it. So yeah, yeah. even if you can't dance, it's still fun. I mean, they tell you what to do, so it's it's easy. So is this event um, that you can register for catered towards students or can general members of the community who are unaffiliated with Michigan State come? Anyone. Anyone. We will take anyone. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously our our biggest population will be like students. students yeah. Um, but yeah, we welcome everyone and we hope more than just students want to come in and help support. Yeah. This sounds like an incredibly fun event Mm -hmm. that can make anyone (laughs) feel like they're, you know, doing something for the kids who, and it means so much to everyone because Mm -hmm. feeling like you're doing something is extremely rewarding. And I'm sure that's what keeps you going. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Definitely. I think we all have our own things going on. We all have our different majors and our different career paths. And this is a really nice club and student organization to be a part of because even though we're all very different people, we all have one common goal. You know, we all want to help our community and we all have a passion for service and doing good. And especially with all the bad things happening over the past few years, you know, what better time to just put on a fun event, a wholesome event to bring people of all different ages and demographics together and really just put publicity towards our local hospital and and what they're doing for some of the kids in our community. So That's awesome. I know it just happened a couple weeks ago, but are you guys excited for next year? (laughs) Yes, we're already planning for next year. (laughs) Well, we are. We're just like brainstorming. That's impressive. You're like taking the ropes now. Honestly, If it works out with my schedule, then I could definitely see myself coming back and just coming up for like for the event because I'm graduating. Um, but Aww. my little sister's a part of it, so she'll she'll be a part of it again. So yeah, I think again, like it's not doesn't feel like you're like being forced to go. It's like you actually want to go to it. So oh yeah, it's definitely gonna be worth the drive if it works out with my schedule to come and see mm-hmm. see what they put on next year. And is it always around this time, February? Yep. yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. End of February every year. So where can I find more information so I can register next year? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you can look us up. We have a website. If you just look up MSU Spartathon, you'll see us on the internet. Um, and then we also have a bunch of different social media accounts. I believe our username for everything is MSU underscore Spartathon. Yeah. So if you look us up on Instagram specifically and Facebook, that's where all of our big updates come for when you can either sign up to join our committee or our e-board and apply for different positions of leadership. Um, and then, of course, the link to register is just always in our bio. It's always on our different posts as we lit up to the event. And we're always posting like when the deadline is to register to get a T-shirt and when the deadline is to register without a T-shirt and just little updates like that um, on what our theme's going to be and when we're doing different fundraisers and things like that. So if you're interested in supporting the cause, definitely look us up on, mm-hmm. on social media. Great. I'm going to keep my eyes peeled. <laughs> you definitely <laughs> should. Yeah, you <laughs> 
you gotta come. It's so yeah. awesome. Yeah. We love to see anybody there. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, for real. Tell your friends. The, the sprinkler. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah we don't know what next year's theme will be, but that could come in handy mm-hmm. with just about any theme. Yeah. So for fantastic. Sure. I'll, I'll brush up on all my moves. <laughs> we can do like a partner dance. I know. I was thinking. I might need to buy a new pair of shoes. Yeah, yeah you need comfortable shoes. Uh-huh. Comfortable shoes for sure. Yeah, we learned that the hard way. I don't. I wear Converse this year, and I don't know how. No, that was pain and suffering. Do not do that. Yeah. I, I Converse was what I wore my freshman year, and I remember just bleeding on my walk home to my dorm oh, room, yeah. and just it was so worth it. I mean, I had no regrets about about all the awesome things we did that day. But yeah, if you're gonna come, bring some supportive shoes, yes. bring your friends. We do actually have some partner moves that happen in the mm-hmm. dance throughout the day. And so. Maddie and I tried our best, but yeah, it was <laughs> not good. The pictures really are the proof in the pudding. So if you look up <laughs> us on the internet, you'll probably see us dancing pretty poorly. Great. Okay, and if there's one thing you could pick, what's your favorite part about being a member? I would say my favorite part about being a member is just knowing that not only am I holding a leadership position and getting to lead people towards a common goal, but I'm also doing something that's really impactful on the community as a whole and honestly on the nation as a whole. I mean, Children's Miracle Network is something that exists everywhere in the country. And so to be a part of something that's much bigger than myself and my school is really, really cool. So that's something I'll definitely never forget. Yeah, I agree. Something doing this is just it's it is it's so much bigger than you and your school. And it's just it's so rewarding in every way. And um being someone that wants to go into working with sick kids, I want to go into nursing. Um, this just like, you know, seeing these stories and seeing like how, you know, at at this point how I'm fighting for kids and like how I want to keep working towards that. It's just, it is so rewarding. And again, seeing the kids at the event and seeing how it affects them truly, it's it's something that honestly I will never forget like being a part of. Yeah, I'm kind of on the same boat, but I'll be a teacher in two years so it's like I just love seeing how these kids act towards like at the event and our little events like throughout the year like our trunk retreat I just love seeing their faces when they're like when they see us even some of the kids just get excited to see us and just to know that we are doing something to help and change their lives yeah basically what everybody else just said um (laughs) I've always loved kids um I was going to go into elementary ed but um just like seeing what we do give back to our community I'm a big community person I did a ton of volunteering growing up um and throughout my life so just like giving back to my community um a community that I that like welcomed me openly since I'm not from Michigan or East Lansing I I just like giving back and making it about the greater community not just like MSU or myself great do you guys have anything Mm -hmm. else to add Well, if you're interested in supporting the cause, (laughs) please stay tuned on our website and our social media because we're very welcoming to new people and tell your friends about it Mm -hmm. um, because kids can't wait. All right. And that's it for our show. Thank you to our station manager, Delaney Rogers, general manager, Jeremy Whiting, and program director, McKenna Lowndes. And as always, thank you to you, our listeners. If you're interested in going back and listening to our archive of stories, feel free to check out our website at impact89fm.org. And of course, if you're interested in what's going on next week, you can tune back in and we'll see you back here. You've been listening to Exposure. Exposure. (laughs) All right. Thank you guys so much. (laughs) 
this has been this week's edition of Exposure on Impact 89FM. If you missed anything, feel free to check out our website at impact89fm.org, where you can find our weekly Exposure podcast. If you would like to come visit us and talk about your respected organization at MSU or a nonprofit organization in the East Lansing area, feel free to contact us, again, on our website at impact89fm.org. Thanks for listening to Exposure on Impact 89FM.